Jill's just gonna start wading into the crowd very stiffly. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna be nice and say that you managed to catch up with Cacophony and Arturos because they are very easy to spot in a crowd. Cacophony is at least very tall and has bright pink hair. <laughs> this is true. The hair is sort of acting as a beacon that you can move your way towards. <laughs> I I doubt that's the only set of pink hair that that's in this crowd. It's not, but it's the closest one. Okay, 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 hi. Hello. What have we found while we while we searched forward? Roll an investigation check. You got it. <laughs> oh wait, I'm still at disadvantage. Hold on. <laughs> Eleven! I'm gonna take it. He, Arturo says it too. He doesn't know what's going on, but he loves it. <laughs> Why are you at disadvantage? Because uh, I was rolling disadvantage the last time. Why? And you just kept it there? When we were in combat. When we were in combat. For the crossbow. Ah, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Artie, you got nothing. <laughs> uh, what, how, what did you roll, Cacophony? Eleven. Eleven? Uh, you start asking around. You're not really hearing anything about a Cervantes shipping, mostly because you can't keep anyone's attention long enough. But uh, you get a couple of vague directions to, oh, you should probably just check out Market Street. Okay, thank you! We're going to Market Street. Oh, there you are. Hello. We Jill, are? We're going to Market Street. What? Why? That's that's where we can find stuff. I, I, okay. That's going to be busier. Market Street, here we come. Audie, lead the way. I'm lords. <laughs> Our chose just cuts through. Listen, the the people who are the smallest can cut through the crowd the quickest. This is yeah, true. Yeah, Artie's just basically a cow catcher moving people aside in, a, in a, <laughs> like a triangle in front of you. Perfect. Yeah, I will. I will go up right behind and and, and basically like hold on to Artie's belt, and so that I can like take advantage of the wave that has been cut through the crowd. So you end up going uh, quite a quite a ways north of the dock. Uh, this is where you've been informed that Market Street probably is. <laughs> as as you are passing through the city, you sort of pass from the docks neighborhood, um, which is you know it's it's just mostly it's it's. It's customs offices, it's various other, it's like pubs for serving the sailors, there's more docks, uh, some residential, but not a whole ton of it. You head north, and you start heading into what appears to be more of a commercial district. You're seeing a lot more shops, you're seeing a lot more banks. Offices? Offices, that sort of thing. And uh, you find yourself on a, uh, it would be a wide street, except for the fact that most of the space is taken up by hawker stalls and booths and small shacks that serve as like semi-permanent shops. And then the rows on either side of the street are also just, it's row upon row upon row of very narrow glass fronted shops. It's just everything. There is stuff to buy as far as the eye can see everywhere. And the place is tremendously crowded. People are yelling back and forth. They're haggling. They're advertising. It is, uh, it's busy. This is hell. <laughs> I love I'm in it. Love. This would be so exciting if I wasn't already exhausted. I'm gonna find a corner and pass out. No, you can't. Come on, come on. I'm going to. I'm going to immediately walk up to someone who is definitely selling something that's a scam and listen to every single word. <laughs> I'm just imagining. Listen, I grew up in a swap meet, and I'm just imagining all those sounds, and then the Chinese lady coming up, going one dollar, one dollar, one dollar. I love that lady. She was intimidating as shit. 
Is there an organ grinder? <laughs> yes, uh, there is an organ grinder. It appears to be on a bicycle and it's just rolling down the street. Oh god. No, 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 a unicycle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that challenged. guy in the, like the guy doing the Lost Woods theme. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a guy on there's a guy with bagpipes on a unicycle. Oh, okay. I feel especially insulted. You don't spot the bagpipes at first, but you do hear them. Bagpipes How have the greatest he? comedic timing of any instrument in the world <laughs> because there's a wind-up. So there's like there's that like that moment of deathly silence where everything goes quiet and you're like, wait, what? And then you hear that low drone as the bagpipes wind up and you go, Oh no. And you turn just in time to see the guy on the unicycle with the bagpipes as he cr- clamps his elbow down on the bagpipes and starts playing. And it is the loudest thing you've ever heard in your life. How good is he? <laughs> He's pretty fucking awesome. You Scottish oh. piece of shit. Uh, I went to a school with a pipe and drum band. Cacophony immediately gets distracted and starts following Bagpipes Guy. Okay, Bagpipes Guy appears to just be doing a circuit. It's weird, because normally you see someone playing a musical instrument in public and they're collecting money. He's not collecting money, he's just doing this for the love of the game. Good. He understands art. Juliana has just (laughs) given up trying to keep everybody together and is just wearily approaching, like, the nearest person who seems like they're actually just a fucking merchant. Okay, uh, roll investigation check. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, you ask around a couple of times and you get directions to a uh, Cervantes Textile Trading, which is on a small side street off of the Mains Market Street. Okay, great. She's going to wearily attempt to, like, get people. Can I find them? Can I find anyone? (laughs) Roll investigation check again. (laughs) I'm all alone, Bert. I'm just holding on to Artie, who's the only thing keeping me moving. Another 15. Okay. Uh, it takes you a few minutes, but you do manage You First, you find Alviva and Artie. Alviva clinging to Artie. Artie having a grand old time. Then I follow the sound of bagpipes. <laughs> Cacophony's pulled out her own bagpipes and is joining this guy in the duet. Okay, so you follow the noise of bagpipes. <laughs> Artie at one point did find a churro. Um, you don't know when he bought it, but he has it now. He has a churro. Juliana has already just given up. Does Alviva get a churro? It's a swap meet. Churros just kind of happen. Can, Al- can Alviva has churro? <laughs> he, like, hands it back. Like, he swings it behind him so you can take a bite. Thank you. <laughs> All right, and then you manage to follow the sound. of. First you hear the one set of bagpipes, and then you hear a second set of bagpipes, and you're like, oh, that's probably Cacophony. So you follow that sound, and you manage to find Cacophony in a duet with Unicycle Bagpipe Guy. Or is it a duel? It's a duet. It's possibly a duet, possibly a duel. Cacophony. It's hard to tell. Bagpipes are a very aggressive instrument. (laughs) Cacophony! Confrontational. I'm busy, Jill. No! We have to go! We have business! Let me finish the song! How long is it? (laughs) About five more minutes. No! (laughs) (laughs) Bagpipe songs are so long. (laughs) It's a set of reels. It'll never end. (laughs) You wind that down this instant! I swear to Athlon! Do you want my whip? Yes, just grab her, please. I whip it good. <laughs> are you are you going to are you going to try and whip grab cacophony? Yeah. <laughs> Roll an attack. <laughs> Non-lethal. 21. Now this is a whole performance. Alright, uh make an athletics check against cacophony's athletics. 19. 19, cacophony? Eleven. Already wins. Uh, you you yank cacophony towards you. You are not my father. 
<laughs> no, he, 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 like, he takes his whip, he grabs Cacophony, uh, spins her towards him, and then does a dip. Ooh! <laughs> nice! She, she flings herself back, holding, uh, holding onto her, uh, bagpipes, and then as she does, flowers and sparkles rise up out of the dip into, like, an arch over her and Artie, and scatter aesthetically pleasingly behind them. I'm so tired. Do they get money from this? Uh, a few people uh, drop a couple of gold coins. Yay! All right, let's go, please. Side streets are much quieter. I'll find you again later. She calls back <laughs> to the bagpipe guy. Bagpipe guy does not stop playing, but he gives you a salute. <laughs> okay, Juliana leads them down the the through the directions she was given. Okay, you head down a smaller side street. It's a little more quiet here. Uh, it appears that these are sort of the destination uh, shops and offices. Uh, and then you end up in front of a uh, small building. It's very narrow, but very tall. It's like the others. It's kind of in a, it's a, it's a row house in with a bunch of others. Most of the buildings here are uh, limestone, so it's a sort of white and gray color palette in here. And you end up in front of a... Uh, small door that appears to just be a staircase up to the various floors uh, of this office building. Uh, you head up a couple of floors and find, end up in front of a door that says uh, uh, Cervantes uh, Textile Trading on it. Alright, Jill's, like, does it look like the kind of door you knock on, or like the entrance to, like, an office that you enter and then talk to somebody? Uh, it looks like a kind of door you knock on. Okay, yeah, Jill's gonna knock. You knock? And there's, there's a bit of shuffling, uh, and then the door opens uh, into a very small office that has been absolutely crammed with papers. <laughs> We're about to cram it more. <laughs> yeah, there's like there's like three chairs. Um, there's four of you. This is going to be a problem. Uh, and then a small, a small desk across from which is another chair, and then a very small, very dirty window. Uh, standing in front of you, hang on, let me pull up. Just in case Artie asks how tall she is, because I, I know he will. <laughs> uh, there is a woman about maybe Jill's age, uh, human, uh, sort of uh, light brown skin, uh, curly black hair that uh, is pulled into sort of a loose braid. Uh, something you notice as uh, she's looking at you and moving around is that um, when she turns to look at you, she can't turn her head. She has to turn her entire shoulders and her head remains immobile. She also uh, appears to be uh, resting her left arm, uh, her like her left forearm on her hip, uh, ostensibly to ease strain on the shoulder joint. And she's looking at all of you uh, with a complete lack of recognition and goes, can I help you? Are you Natalia Cervantes? Yes. Jill kind of looks up and down the hallway. I assume there's like not really anybody else here. There's not even really a hallway. It's a staircase, a landing, and more stairs. Uh, well, dear, uh, we're from the Kestrel uh, okay. that used to be manned by Captain Cervantes. Or not no. Cervantes. Okay, no. <laughs> Sorry, that was actually we're, Mac. You're, you're from the Kestrel? Can I, do you, where's Captain Navarro? I need to talk to him. Mm. We need to talk to you about that. Yes. Can that is. Uh, sure. And she uh, steps aside, gestures for you to take a seat, sees that there are not enough seats. I'll sit on uh, Diva's lap. Don't worry about it. Jillian's <laughs> just going to stand. My life. My life. <laughs> then moves to sit behind her desk and, like, does her best to organize some of the papers there. Cacophony sits on Alviva's lap, even with the third chair open. But she uh, sits on Alviva's lap? She's so big. Yep. <laughs> I'm so small. Yep. <laughs> 
I don't think Alviva has the strength for this anymore. <laughs> We're from the crew of the Kestrel under Captain Bondar. What happened to Captain Navaris? About five months ago, a his ship crashed on uh, our planet, actually, and he did not survive. You can see she's like visibly taken aback by this. Caused by the Niyogi. Not my planet. The rest of ours. We're involved in, well, we're trying to track down the, the, the things that he was working on. He had a note in his records about you. We're trying to follow up on some leads and pick up where he left off as much as we can because he didn't really tell anybody uh, anything. Also, you ever hear about a baby? <laughs> <laughs> like in general? <laughs> um, like Captain Captain Navaris having a baby that he found or something and, and perhaps delivered to a far off planet. No, can't say that ever came up in our conversations. I assume you know about the cult. A, I don't know anything about a cult. I was in correspondence with him about some of disappearances that have been happening here in the city. Right. No, we're the, yeah. looking at the same thing. We think that's related to something that he was tracking and we're tracking. And I, I don't know. We're just trying to pick up the pieces yeah, here. Uh, I'm Juliana, by the way. This is Cacophony, Alviva, Arturos. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> uh, Jill, roll an insight check. Arturos leans back seductively. <laughs> Alviva tries to breathe. Alviva just gets like a waft of perfume. 25. You can see that the way that her eyes are darting between each member of the party and sort of the the stiffness of her posture, she doesn't know quite what to make of you and she doesn't quite trust you. She thinks something's up. Did any in any of Captain Navaris's notes? Did he uh, give anything like um, about like a code word or a signal that would prove we're cool? There was a code word. Okay, uh, what was it? The code word was Starheart. How to work that into a sentence? God damn! You heard of my new band? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking of starting a new band soon, Artie. Did you? Did have you ever? Have you considered having any band names? I've thought of a few. Yes, I thought of the Musky Tangerine. Oh, Musky Tangerine, that was a good one. You're right. Musky Tangerine, Sad Puppy, Starheart, Cacophony, and the Holograms. Jill, Jill, because of your 25, uh, the moment the word Starheart <laughs> comes out of Cacophony's mouth, uh, Natalia gets even, like her posture gets even stiffer. She rocks back a little in her chair. She's genuinely terrified for a moment before she manages to st shut that down. Look, Miss Cervantes. Whatever you think, we're here to help. Um, I I believe that you I believe that you uh you you came from the Kestrel, and I believe that you have had some contact with Captain Navaris. Let's put it that way. But um, you have to understand that things things are very dangerous here for me right now. My my entire family uh is dead, and I'm the only one left. And uh. I'm I'm not so sure that I'll be around much longer, but I'm going to try to do the best work I can while I'm here. And if you think you can help me with that, well, I'll gladly take the help. Yes. Um. And we could, do you maybe want to stay on our ship while we're here? Because the others could protect you while we work on what you're working on. No, no I, I, I have to, I have to see this through. It, I, ha right. I have to have boots on the ground for this. I know the city better than everyone. And quite frankly, if you go, if you go around, uh, 
asking too many questions too loudly, uh, there is a good chance you will get yourselves killed. Juliana okay. just kind of nods. Okay. Then let's get started. Let's keep you alive. Let's figure out whatever the hell's going on and stop it. All right. So the, the information that I sent Captain Navaris uh, about six months ago was about uh, there are, there are the merchant aristocracy here uh, in, uh, in, in, in Senegora. People have been going missing. It's, it's ha- been happening over the last year or so. But like over the last month, it's it's got it's escalated. Now commoners are going missing, but they're not coming back like the nobles did. They're just gone forever. When you say coming back, yeah, what are the, they? The, what are, you, the nobles the, that go missing? They go missing for a couple of days. Nobody can find them, and then they come back and they act like nothing was weird. And then they they stop associating with anyone but other nobles who also went missing and came back. This sounds familiar. Does it? Does it? It sounds like a novel I read once. I feel like I've heard this before. Where? Yeah, Artie, you have gotten this information before. <laughs> when Jill was going over uh, Navaris's notes, this was part of the information in those notes. Yeah, no, you said this before, Jill. <laughs> well, no, when decoded information in those... Well, okay, yeah, no. The stuff that we had from Navaris's notes, yeah. This is why we're here following up on this lead, Artie. Oh my god, that's why we're here? <laughs> I promise you we're actually competent at things. Um, I'll take your word on that. Yeah, I would too. Okay, so the people that are going missing, they're coming back. I mean, any... Other than the peasants, who they clearly don't... Man, don't... I feel weird saying peasants. That's what she said. No, she said commoners, but still, normal people. Peasants. I'm dressed like an empress right now. I see that. Okay, so any, like, strange behaviors between the, the people that are coming back? Um, we, we gen- They generally stop going to um, social functions or being seen in public in general. They tend to sequester themselves in their homes. Where do they disappear from? Their homes, mostly. You have to understand, a lot of these people are, or at least were, the sleep-all-day, party-all-night type. Woo! So it's it's rather hard to keep track of their movements after a certain point. Well, if that's the case, then whatever is actually causing them to be picked out is probably at one of these parties? Probably. We could lay a trap! Um, if it helps, the, the, the first one to go missing was a member of the Council of Six, um, uh, Countess Tornincasa. And then the last ones did like to go missing and come back. Um, those, those were the Fjord twins, Ada and Alberto. Ma'am, we don't have any, any context for this place. We could go to a party. I'll go to a party. Who are these twins? Uh, Ada and Alberto Fjord. Um, more of the, uh, stay out all, sleep all day, party all night type. Um, they inherited a lot of money from their father, uh, who was a trader, and they have been, uh, spectacularly squandering it ever since. Um, they, they're, they live up at the, the Grand Sanagora Hotel. Yeah, it sounds like nobles. We can okay. go to a party? And they've both been taken? We can go to a party. Let's They're, not- they, they, Can we they just- They came back. <laughs> not get ahead of ourselves and actually get some information before we go traipsing off to a party and die. <laughs> if you are really interested in, in going to a party, I think Countess Tornancasa is having some kind of dinner party tomorrow night, but I don't think any of us are going to be able to get in. Well- It's at her house. We have a king. Um, Jill, roll an insight check. <laughs> Artie just kind of like buffs his nails. 
13. 13. Uh, Jill, you, you think about it for a second. And you're like, hey, we do have a king. And then you're like, oh, wait, he's supposed to be dead. <laughs> you're not sure what that means, but he's supposed to be dead. And this is a planet with a lot of water. She could have a lot of portals to to the to the elemental plane of water, which could just go right back to Artie's home planet where people want to kill him. Um, if uh, I I think I know someone who might be able to get us in, but I don't I don't know her. We'd have to we'd have to make our case pretty well. What's she like? Uh, it's the Countess Aguilar. Uh, the only reason I bring her up is uh, well, sh she and Countess Tornincasa hate each other uh very much. So if there's something that Countess Aguilar can do to piss Countess Tornincasa off, I think she'll do it. Like get a whole bunch of rabble rousers into a party of hers and just totally fuck the whole thing up. Yeah. That sounds like an angle we can work with. Okay. I, I also, I heard about the latest, the latest of the commoners to go missing. We could go try talking to his family, too. Yeah, definitely want to follow up on that, too, and see why things have changed. Uh, who's that? Uh, it's a, a boy named Simone. He lives in the Harborgate district. And his family's there? Yeah, his, his whole family lives there. Okay. Well, that's a couple of leads, then. We pretty much had the bare bones here. Is there anything else that you think might actually give us some aid on sort of tracking down what's happening to whom and why? All I've got so far is, is the list of names. Uh, I think it might be worth talking to the Fiora twins. If, if, if they're the latest to come back, they might, they might be more willing to talk to outsiders than the people who've been entrenched in whatever this is for a while. And yeah, I, I guess we could see Countess Aguilar to uh, see if we can get into that dinner party tomorrow and we could go see about talking to Simone's family, ask around Harborgate, see what we can find out there. That's 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 about all I've got. All right, that's a lot to go on. Okay, that is a lot to go on. More than we expected, I think. Okay, so we've got three leads. We have one with a time crunch on it. Two that we probably need to hit sooner rather than later to get as much information as we can before tomorrow night. On the assumption that we can actually get into a party and fuck it up. I'll fuck up a party. I don't know that it's more about fucking up than as much as making ourselves look like um, very rich, very good targets for the grabbing, because we're rich and fancy and also... All right, but we we do actually need to know what they're looking well. for, though. We need a profile yes. that we have to actually meet. Yeah, but that's why we'd go to the other two. That's why we go shopping. Yes, we will probably have to go shopping. We'll probably want to go to Aguilar first, since that's the time crunch. And that's going to predicate how we how we attack the other two. Yeah. Okay. Then. Plan. That sounds like we've got a business plan. Jill's going to hold out her hand to Natalia. We look forward to working with you. <laughs> Natalia uh, reaches out and shakes your hand and goes, uh, well, hopefully uh, you can help uh, accomplish more than I can on my own. You'd be surprised how adaptable we can be. Yes. You know, adaptable is definitely a word that I would say is an incongruous with what I've seen of you so far. <laughs> um, is there anything we can do to make you feel a little safer? Um, then she looks around at all of you and goes, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know anything about Star Wardens? Like the, the bedtime story? Okay. Never mind. My mom used to tell me about them when I was a kid. Was it- were, were they weird psychosexual threats? <laughs> no. Okay, cool. No, it was something about, you know, spacefaring heroes who defeat evil. Ah, 
Well, that's the take I haven't heard before. Who have you been hearing the other take from? <laughs> yeah, who have you been hearing the other take from? You know. <clears throat> I'm sorry, could you repeat that? No. <laughs> okay. Oh, right, 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 right. You know, right, you know right, just, right, just an right, asshole. Right, 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 right. Uh -huh. It's fine. She seems deeply confused. I was drunk for most of that. All right, so it sounds like our first hit is going to try to be this uh, this countess, which we need Natalia for, so she can make introductions. I can take you to Aguilar Manor. That sounds nice. That sounds maybe not crowded, and like it might have more than three chairs. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. I don't usually have a lot of guests. No, that's, that's fine. It's fine. I'm stressed out at all times. It's, is there okay. a way to is there a way to wander around here and not be freaked out by the amount of people out of curiosity? Um, the more you get into the wealthier neighborhoods, the fewer people are at least on the street. Oh, but then it's wealthy neighborhoods, and that's stressful too. If stress is a problem, there's a bathhouse if that helps. Oh, yes, that might help. We can get drunk, Artie. I don't want to get drunk before a business meeting. That's for after. Drunk at the bathhouse. That is a great way to pass out very quickly. Yes. <laughs> I'm bored. Can we go now? Yeah, um, if you guys are, uh, if you, if you guys want me to take you to Aguilar Manor now, I could probably, she looks around at all the papers, she goes, I can deal with this later. All right, let's get the ball rolling at least. Okay. Uh, and she, uh, shuffles past all of you to get to the door, uh, and leads the way down the stairs. Uh, you can notice that in terms of mobility, uh, her neck and her arm appear to be at the trouble spots. She can move around like she can walk around, okay? Cool. Like, as they're walking, Jill probably like, um, by the way, uh, I, I am a healer if that's something that you want looked at. No, uh, the healing was the problem. It healed, um, incorrectly. And Ooh. in order to heal it correctly, uh, you need it to would break be it all again. I need to break it all again, and some of it's in my neck, and that's not something that any healer would feel good about doing. No, I get that. I can karate chop it. <laughs> no, I would rather Artie. you not. Mm. Is this a new injury? It No, it's, it's about ten years old. Mm. And it's kind of private, so if you don't mind, I would like to just uh, get going to Aguilar Manor. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, she leads the way uh, further down uh, Market Street towards the southeast. You can see on the horizon there's a hill and some of the fancier, wealthier homes. Uh, that is not the direction Natalia is going. Natalia is going uh, actually slightly towards the docks uh, into a sort of large square off of which that square, you can see uh, a sort of... Let me bring it up here. It is a large limestone and plaster uh, building. It appears to be sort of a, uh, a U-shape around an enclosed courtyard. Uh, and you guys roll up to the front door and uh, Natalia makes some introductions to the guard there and says that you're here to meet uh, with Countess Aguilar. She appears to be trying to leverage her name as much as is possible. The guard doesn't look particularly impressed, but the guard goes away and then comes back and then motions you guys and you head into the courtyard. And this is a very lovely courtyard. Uh, it is open air. There are pillars everywhere and arches. Uh, the upper floors form uh, two arcades surrounding the courtyard above you. So there's like windows overlooking the whole thing. There are a couple of fountains. Uh, it's, it's nice. It's classy. It's tasteful. It's nice. It's a very pleasant place to be. 
Yeah, you said this was near the equator. So this is probably like just kind of a warm, balmy, tropical area. Yes, except when it's not. (laughs) Uh, Just to say, there are storms. (laughs) And uh, and you guys end up waiting around in that courtyard for a couple of minutes. I'm into this. This is nice. This is relaxing. This is expensive. I've seen better. So after a couple of minutes, uh, a door opens in the courtyard, and the person who enters is a sort of anthropomorphic bird person. Uh, like the prince from Port Meridian? No. Like, he, he, he was a humanoid person with, like, feathers in his hair. We're talking, like, a full-on bird that walks on two legs and upright more than a regular bird does. An ostrich? <laughs> no. Wings on back or wings part of hands or no wings? Wings wings on back. She's about uh, four foot ten. Looks a lot like a secretary bird. And is this is she's dressed very tastefully. Secretary birds here. She's dressed very tastefully in like a black and white outfit with a little bit of gold trim on it, enough to be like a little flashy, but not ostentatious. Uh, Washimi. Very, very. Yeah. So don't don't ask her to step on you unless. You want to be a snake. Yeah. Very, very, very graceful look to her. And uh, she heads out and greets all of you. Hello. Um, this would be uh, Ms. Cervantes. And um, guests? Yes. We're the crew of the Kestrel. I'm Juliana. This is Cacophony, Alviva, Arturos Prosperoth. I see. Um, let me just take you into my office then. And she. Uh, Should we be using my name? I don't know. You're the only one with the last name. Do people use name? Do people use last names typically? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, aren't they dead? We should probably have come up with a fake name I, for you. Yeah. I say from here on out, you are something else. <laughs> it's figured it's out later. Late now. It's fine. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, she leads the way into a much nicer office than Natalia's. This is a large open space. Uh, there's one of those bo- like long bookshelves with the ladder on it that you like uh, <gasps> that, that you can roll around. There's a large uh, polished wood desk uh, with ornate carvings on it that she settles behind, and a wide variety of comfy flush chairs for you guys to sit in. Juliana tries very hard not to just eye all the bookshelves. <laughs> Uh, and uh, the countess uh, settles behind her desk and sort of folds her hands or taloned hands on the surface of the desk and goes, so what can I help you all with? Well, we are attempting to, uh, we want to get into the party of one of your rivals and, um, well, look at us. It would, we wouldn't, we wouldn't we're very really. Dis- we're, we're very, we, we cause chaos. Mm, she looks at all of you. Artie leans back and he looks very bored. Uh, yeah, Natalia pipes up and says, uh, they're hoping to get into, uh, Countess Tornincasa's dinner party tomorrow night, and I know you're invited. And she looks around at all of you, and the Countess goes, hmm. (laughs) Yes, I think it would actually be absolutely lovely if all of you were in attendance at, uh, at Lucrezia's party. Uh, and in fact, I've got just the opening for you. You see, uh, we're all expected to bring our own personal guard. I have oh. one of my own, but my gentleman suitor does need his own guard that he hasn't hired yet. So we could bring you in under that pretense. Oh, perfect. Oh my God. Amazing. All right, I'll make some introductions. And then she uh, leans <laughs> out the door and says, Darling, could you come down and meet some people for me? I love oh my her. God. And you hear... Okay. Uh, 
And okay. after a couple of minutes, appearing at the door is a very familiar four foot tall penguin in a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> oh, yes, darling. Crack! Long time no see! <gasps> you! You! Juliana jumps up! You! <laughs> Cacophony hops up and hurries over to Graf to give him an embrace. Why did you send us <laughs> porn in a box? His face is just down your cleavage. That's it. Cacophony then pulls back. Why did you send them porn in a box but not invite me to listen in? I thought you were there. I was I was sick, to be fair. Okay, so how is that my problem? I guess that isn't your problem. You're right. But I'm still a little upset that I didn't hear it. I'll blame them. Juliana marches forward. They open the box. Oh, that's fair. I will Juliana pushes Cacophony aside. <laughs> and I'm going to make an attack roll. <laughs> We specifically rolled, uh, leveled up Grack on it to take into account I that Juliana might attack it. him on sight. <laughs> Roll your attack. Fuck, I don't have unarmed on here. <laughs> you do have your warhammer on you. Yeah, you know, she's got her warhammer on her. I'm just going to make a fucking attack. <laughs> hey, 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 don't. That's a 16. Uh, Grack's AC is 16, so that hits. Great. That's, uh... That's seven bludgeoning damage? Grack, you take seven bludgeoning damage. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> Okay, all Chill, right. We invite you into our home. You! Countess Arpilar immediately steps in. I don't have the strength to hold Jill back. I'm sorry, we'll everybody. We'll together. Jill, Jill, what the heck? You little piece of shit. You abandon us in a sewer. I'll Jill. hold on to one arm. You hold, hold on, on to the, the other. Hold on almost died to a rug because of you, you little slimy son of a bitch. To be fair, I nearly died to many a rug. You used us. You lied to us. You were the start of the worst day of my fucking life. Arturo's, uh holds Jill, tries to hold Jill back. <laughs> Countess Aguilar is now in between uh, Grack and the rest of you. She goes, excuse me, how dare you you bring such violence to my home? What is this all about? Sorry about that. He has had it coming for months! When when we first met Grack, we helped him retrieve an item, uh, and in the process we were in a sewer, and he he left very swiftly with a mocking note, and Jillian is very upset about this. My love, these, they, they helped. They helped yeah, we, uh, uh, we helped to get your engagement pearl or stone. The stone. Oh, okay. Juliana's eyes are like narrow, and suddenly they bug out. Looks over at Crack. He he's her stone. Yeah, her stone. Her stone. It's a stone for her. That's not. Jill, think about the big picture. We have goals here. This is a very expensive manner. You can't do that. <laughs> For the record, Greg, as the person who was suffocated by the, the rug, I have no ill will. I mean, that wasn't me. I know, it wasn't you at all. I have all the ill will. It was your fault. I basically don't even remember it, so we're cool. It's <laughs> <laughs> so another life for me. Yeah, it's like, I don't even feel like I was there. <laughs> we're good. I definitely was not there. Did you know that Alviva now disappears to another to the Feywilds and then she'll pop back now and again? Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. Can we please all just sit down for a moment? I think that's a lovely idea. Cacophony moves to sit down. Juliana's still straining against everybody <laughs> holding her. Do you need to pace? <laughs> Jill maybe is a pacer. Is she? Can she pace? <laughs> Arturos does a thing that I do with tantruming children, and he just holds down her arms and sits sits her on a chair. <laughs> 
I am going to contest that. <laughs> okay, athletics versus athletics. Okay. Ooh, 14, 14 for both. both. <laughs> okay, who has the higher strength modifier? Uh, Hardy. <laughs> okay, Hardy. Uh, what what is your strength modifier? Five. Ah. Yeah, I got a three. Yeah, uh, so Artie just barely manages to wrestle Jill down into a chair. No. Don't, so, you why are you there. so angry? I'm there. He's a piece of shit. I hate him so much. Okay. I don't like being used. I don't like being lied to. I don't like everything that he is. That's that's racist. That sounds racist. That sounds kind of racist. It does sound a little racist, Jill. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I hate this one specific penguin. <laughs> Let's just Give me one good reason why we should work with this motherfucker. Because it's your only way into the party, dear. Yes. Yeah, you want a party? You gotta you gotta party with me. Oh, you do not fucking tempt me. <laughs> Deep breaths, dear. Is there is there a is there a pillow on one of the on one of the chairs? <laughs> there is a cushion. Great, Julianne's gonna pick that up and just Arturo helps hold it closer to her face. <laughs> Juliana sits down, folds her arms, and just closes her mouth. The rest of us are happy to protect you, Greg. I have no beef. Excellent. So, um, I suppose you'll be meeting us here tomorrow night, just before sunset, and then we'll be headed over to, uh, Torn and Casa Manor together. Um, should we have some manner of specific dress? Mm, I would say, if she looks over all of you, I can have, um, uniforms made to match my guards well. Excellent. I, I do have a question on that. Would I be able to alter the uniform slightly to, um, fit my tastes? She looks at your chest and goes, mm, slight alterations. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Do I need the uniform? Uh, Any gestures to himself? <laughs> yes. Yes, you do, my dear. We can do slight alterations <sighs> for you as well, Artie. That works. And will Miss Cervantes be joining you as well? Uh, Cacophony glances over to, um, glances over to her. Uh, I, I think I need to be there. I think I need to see this through. Then yes, she will. Excellent. So I'll make sure to have the uniforms ready for tomorrow. Um, and uh, I suppose the rest of the day is yours. Thank you. Cool. I look forward to uh, you joining me at this hideous event, this hideous tacky event. We're happy to provide any sort of chaos that you might like. Juliana takes in a deep breath. You can clearly see her setting things aside for now in her head. <laughs> what? sort of chaos specifically would you like what what would make her look the worst what don't you like about her mm. well i hate that she was born into all her money and has never had a real job in her life um i hate that oh, she bad. acts like she's the leader of the council of six even though we all have an equal share of power i hate the way she dresses She's a textile from a textile trading family, and it's all silk and lace and very expensive, and it's all very tacky. Oh, and I hate her fucking house. Oh yeah, mess up her house. I think we could do that. Yes, if you could just, you know, be. I don't, I don't necessarily want to be held accountable for any damage done to the to the property, but if you could do your best to be just as hideously embarrassing to be around as possible, that would be ideal. <laughs> okay. 
I feel so good about this challenge. <laughs> Hideously embarrassing, our specialty. <laughs> you have found the right people. I don't know. I'm very, very tasteful. Anyway. <laughs> now, if that's all, uh, I would appreciate it if you got out of my house. Of course. <laughs> good company rises to her feet. Juliana does the thing where she points at her eyes and points at Grack. <laughs> Grack wiggles his terrible fingers. <laughs> And Cacophony heads for the door and holds it for everyone. <laughs> Lovely meeting you, ma'am. And good to see you again, Grek. Lovely to meet you, too. It's so nice to meet Grek's friends. <laughs> Bye, guys! <laughs> we'll read a book later. Sounds great, honestly. I always love reading more. On the way out, <laughs> Juliana is going to, like... So... Natalie, if I said the words Lady Laplume to you, would that mean anything? Lady La Pluma, the crime boss. Yeah. What? What? Like? What? What? It, what do you want to know, darling? I think that went well. <laughs> I think that went. I think that went very well, and she is visibly delighted. And the door closes behind them. <laughs> what do you know about her? Um, not a whole lot. The name, and that she's the leader of a crime syndicate called the Flock. Huh. Well, I Great. think we know who she is. What? Mm-hmm. We met Grack in Storm Space, where he uh, drafted us into helping us steal something from another crime from another crime organization that he said was intended for his lady love, a woman named Lady Laplume. And he just gave that to Countess Aguilar. It sounds like. And also, she probably shouldn't know that we know that because we definitely ransacked a house of hers on another planet. It turns out. Do you yeah. really want to say that in her house? No, I yeah. assume we're walking yeah. out. I you assume guys, we waited are, until we were out. You, you, yeah. you guys waited until you were like out of the house, out of the house? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Okay, good. She's like, <gasps> oh, that's the bird. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were just being racist. <laughs> no. No, that's him specifically. It's apparently a very small material plane. <laughs> no, Artie, that's the piece of shit who started off the worst day that I've ever had in my entire life. I don't know. I feel like we've had bad days. Yeah, I feel like we've had worse since. Yeah, unfortunately. Okay, yeah, maybe it was shitty for you, but I kind of had an extra shit on top of that, that guys. That's, that's true. You did have the... You, yeah. yeah. I don't know that he necessarily was the cause of that, though, in as much no. as learning at Shrine Row. No. He wasn't. And objectively, maybe I know that. But also, I've got a lot of, you know, built up anger and frustration. And uh, he's a great target to take it out on because he did almost kill one of my friends. Whenever you tell me the story, I think the rug almost killed one of your friends. And we were in a, a place with a, eat, with, a, with a rug that eats people because... Because you said yes to the job. We didn't say yes to the job. She looks over at Cacophony. I did say yes to the job. Listen. I'm happy to say I said yes to the job. It's all water under a super old bridge. Do I look like the kind of person who's great at letting go of grudges? No. No. Uh, we know you're not, dear. But that's why you have Do you friends. want to fire my cannon on? What? Do you want to fire my cannon on? Is, is that... She looks over. Was that an innuendo? Was that was that a 
I think it could be an innuendo. I don't think it is in this case. I don't hear anything about tangerines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do they have tangerines oh, here? Oh, we should go buy some tangerines. Was there uh, like tangerines? Natalia no, looks y'all. at all of you and goes, so, um, are we done? Jam Jammer is performed by Alexi Peppers, Annie Creighton, Kit Walker, Mackenzie Weaver, and Rio, and is edited by Jake Mason. Our character designs are by Rio, who you can find at vriosart on Twitter, and our cover art is by Canary Witch, who you can find at doodlesfromthebird.tumblr.com. Our opening and closing music is by Reckoning Storm Audio Works. For more episodes of this show and our other shows, as well as news, check out our website at crookedrussiancamp.horse. should probably wait till Mac gets back. I'm back. Okay. Are you back? We're all good? Yeah. I have locked Hubert in his bedroom. Okay. Was, is there supposed to be a map we're looking at? No. Okay. Theater of the mind. Theater of the mind. Just making sure. Because I heard clicking. Yeah. yeah, the clicking was me bringing up uh, the article, the wiki article for this particular landmark <laughs> and the reference photos that I have. Okay. I can't hold this all in my head. <laughs> but you can hold all the fucking spheres? Uh, no, I also have a map for that. <laughs> I made it in Vizio. Amazing.